Hey mamas, got a question for you. Do you ever wonder how in the world you've raised all of your kids the same way, but they are so different? Or maybe in your own family, you are always just knocking heads with one of your brothers or your sisters. Or maybe why the your firstborn and your secondborn are like night and day and oil and water, sun and night, and it just doesn't mesh. And where does all this come from anyway? Well, I am gonna introduce to you today the works of a man who influenced my life and my parenting so deeply many, many, many years ago, Dr. Kevin Lehman. And if you do not know him, then hopefully today as I talk about some of the things that he presents in his works, then you too will become a fan and learn and grow from him as much as I have. And on the subject of learning and becoming better with who you are, I really hope you have already checked out and signed up for my course, Busy Women Get It Done, A Look at Proverbs 31. It's a great little study that I really do believe will challenge you and grow you and help you to make inroads in your Christian life and in your motherhood and in your entrepreneurial journey. It's a easy little study, but it's so impactful. So I hope you'll check that out. And you can find a link to that either in the show notes that are connected with this or kathyglanham.com. And if you're not a part of the Facebook community, Productivity and Proverbs 31 community, I would love for you to come over and continue the conversation over there, ask questions, ask, ask for prayer if you need it, and just become a part of our extended family. So you're gonna grab a beverage because today is pretty fun when we're talking about birth order. Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, messy bun and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee and let's get started. Birth order is such a fun topic. And if you've never dove into it at all, you hopefully are going to get a lot out of today's conversation. So I first became aware of Dr. Kevin Lehman from the broadcast Focus on the Family. And Dr. Lehman was a guest on the show. And at that time, I had two children. Our oldest is a girl. The next one is a boy. And they were so different. But the thing that was amazing to me as Dr. Lehman was talking, he described not only my family dynamics, but my husband's family dynamics to a T. I mean, it cracked me up because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's my sister Amy. Oh my God, that's Tina. Oh my gosh, that is Heidi. So Dr. Lehman is a, he's an internationally known psychologist. He's a radio speaker. He's a teacher. He's a television personality. He speaks all over the world and he just has just really some common sense psychology and he's hilarious. And he wanted to name his birth order book, maybe Abel did have it coming, but the editors decided for him that that was not a great title. So it did just become the birth order book, but his books do have great titles. They aptly describe what he's going to speak of inside, and they're just have been very 
helpful to me through the years. And I'm hoping that you will get some of that same helpful instruction as I go through and kind of lead you through what we're talking about when we speak of birth order. Now, the reason that I think it is so important, it helps you to understand and discern how to discipline your children, how to rear your children. I would say raise, of course, because I'm from the South, but how to rear your children, how to work with your husband, how to speak in a language that he understands, and then it helps you to grow as a person, as a parent. So that's my intent for this episode. And birth order, it's not really hard to understand, but it's complex. So it's simple, but it's complex. There are some standard birth order rules, like a first child is going to act this way, a second child is going to act this way. Is that second child a middle child, or is that child the baby? A baby has certain characteristics. But then above all of that, you can mix and match, and you can have, based on circumstances or exceptionalities that come into play, you can have some of all of the mix. So these characteristics that define you or the personality, these personality traits or characteristics can define you. So he has four that just kind of go through and let's list and see, listen to these characteristics and see which one most describes you. So child A is perfectionist, reliable, conscientious, a list maker, well-organized, hard-driving, natural leader, critical, serious, scholarly, logical, does not like surprises, and maybe a techie. It's child A. Child B, if this is you, you're a mediator. You're compromising, diplomatic, you avoid conflict, you're independent, loyal to your peers, you have a lot of friends, you're a maverick, secretive, and used to not having attention. That's child B. Child C is manipulative, charming, blames others, is an attention seeker, tenacious, a people person, natural salesperson, precocious, engaging, affectionate, and loves surprises. Child C. But then child D is a little adult by age seven, very thorough, deliberate, high achiever, self-motivated, fearful, cautious, voracious, a reader, black and white thinker, talks in extremes, can't bear to fail, has very high expectations for themselves. It's more comfortable with people who are older or younger. As I went through those different categories, did you pick people out? Did you go, oh, that's me. Oh, that's my sister. Oh, that's my husband. Oh, that's my first child. If you thought this was pretty easy because it went from oldest to youngest, he did it that way intentionally because A is the oldest. If you're an A, then like me, you're probably the firstborn in the family. If you chose B, you're probably a middleborn, secondborn of three or or possibly three or four. If C seemed to be your best, then you're likely the baby in the family. And he says you're not going to be happy that his book doesn't have pictures. And then D is an only child. That's interesting because the only children seem to be the super hybrid blend. They're known as the lonely onlys. They are the firstborns, but they're also the lastborns. They're the baby. They're kind of like a super mix. So they're extreme version of the firstborn. So not all the characteristics in every section. It's going to fit every child in that birth order, but it's very interesting how that it does fit. It's a good bet or chances are that those characteristics will fit. And here's why that becomes so interesting and so fun. If you are dealing with your firstborn and we're speaking of discipline, you probably have to look at that child or speak a sharp word and you're done. You have crushed their spirit. You're finished. There's never do it again. A firstborn is 
very eager to please. And so when you're looking at how you're approaching your schoolwork, how you're approaching instruction for them, it needs to be patient and kind and not very harsh. If, however, you have one of those babies or the third born who are happy-go-lucky, could care less, then they're going to need a different type of discipline. Same thing with their schoolwork. I'm just comparing two different topics. You'll see that it applies in all areas of life. But that child can't be given a list and expect that it's going to be done because their personality is different. They're bent. They're more bent to fun and to have a good time and to go, oh, well, it'll happen when it happens. And I love currently there is a guy on Instagram who does hilarious reels, TJ Theron. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right or wrong, so I apologize. I do follow him, but I have I get no extra bonus points for promoting him. But his little videos are hilarious because his reels show how a firstborn would react to a situation, how a middleborn acts to that situation, and how the baby acts to the situation. And they are spot on and they are hilarious. So just for a little extra something, something, you can go check him out. So it's TJ Theron. He'll thank me, I'm sure. But as I said earlier, the reason why it's important to have at least a, a general understanding of these precepts and concepts and where it comes from and the research is all there is because it helps you in your own discipline. It helps you deal with your children in the manner that you need to. The Bible tells us that we're to train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. Well, that train up a child means to discipline them according to their bent. How are they created? What is their personality? What is their style? And how do we help them most? So this is about making us better understanders of people and our children and our spouses. So as we look at the structure, of course, I gave you the A, B, C, and D, firstborn, middleborn, youngest and then only children, then what happens when you have a bigger family? What happens when you have a a different dynamic? What happens to the boy and the girl mix? Does that make a difference? And the answer is yes, absolutely. I was getting my teeth cleaned recently and my dental hygienist was telling me the story of her neighbor. To protect the innocent, I'll change all of these details. The lady that was helping me, she was describing all of the issues that they had when they went over to this particular person's house because the lady had three girls and they were so differently temperamented. And she said, oh, there's this one and she does this. And I said, that's number two. And she goes, well, yes. And she goes, and then this one is just this, this, and this. And she's so bossy. And I said, that would be the oldest one. And she goes, yes. And then I said, and let me guess, the baby is spoiled rotten. And she goes, oh, she just pitches a fit all the time. I mean, she's constantly in tears, pitching a fit. Nothing is ever good enough. Nothing is ever right. I said, yep, that's how that goes. And she says, but But the bossy one, she just like runs the house. Well, the problem there is she is a strong-willed firstborn that's never been directed or disciplined. So all of these things come into play and you can just with just a gentle tweak here or a gentle tweak there, you can help improve your whole family dynamic and your whole family situation. So firstborns and only children are, are reliable. They are conscientious. They do tend to be list makers and they think in black and white, really strongly believe there is a right way to do things. They're leaders. They're achievement oriented. We love little tick marks or checklists or counters that tell us that we're doing a good job. And then when you have an only child, you get all of those same characteristics, but then books can be their best friend. They're mature beyond their years and they 
cannot understand why families fight and they want a lot of peace and quiet. And it's so fun. If you look at the list of presidents, a lot of presidents were born later on in life to their parents. And either that or they were the firstborn male. So they had great chance they functioned as a firstborn. So you could have a true firstborn and then you could have a functioning firstborn. And that's fun because that happens when you have a child of one sex be born first. So like in my example, in my family, I had a girl first or we had a girl first and then our son was second. So because they're different sexes, the second born could be the middle child, but he also is a functional firstborn. So he now moves up in place, if you will, functionally with his sister. So they can both have a lot of firstborn characteristics because he's the first male. Likewise, the same thing. If you have a guy first, a boy first, and then a girl, same thing, same dynamic. And oftentimes, they'll be opposites. So what the, this one does, this one does not want to do. An easy example is my firstborn doesn't really care a lot about style, doesn't mind if it's loose, looks good or not, she could care less, where the second one, even to this day, as a major in the Air Force, wants his clothes pressed and fitting. He wants to look good, sharp, and very um, with it. So firstborn, secondborn. Now we add the thirdborn, depending on the sex of that child. That child either becomes your natural middleborn or it becomes the baby, because he is the baby, and he does that until he's dethroned by the birth of another child. So that, or that thirdborn child there is going to have the characteristics of the baby, but if it's a, if it's the same sex as that middle child, then there's a little butting of heads because they are the same. They're, they're both, there's going to be a lot more competition there than if, that child is the opposite sex of the second, but the same sex as the first. Hope all that makes sense, but you can apply it to your family dynamics and what you see going on. We have functional firstborns when you're born in a position, but you're the first of that sex. And then we have a whole different layer of complexity, which adds to the fun of the family tree. So we have all these branches. We have all of our little apples hanging on the branches. We have our firstborns. We have our secondborns. We have our thirdborns. We have our same sex first and second borns. We have our different sex first and second borns. And then we have children who come along, oops, later in life. Or we have five or six kids or 10 kids or whatever number of children that you have. And so you start to see little families developing within the families as the dynamics play out. Then we have other little elements such as how many years are between the children. So spacing is an important thing that can mess with your birth order variables. I've already mentioned the sex of each child. Do you have two of the same or not? Physical, mental, or emotional differences because genes, they play a part. What if you lose a child and you have a sibling death, which that can make the child bump up in their order or be bumped down. If you adopt a child or have a foster child that comes to live in your home, it may or may not affect the birth order depending on how old the child is that you're adopting and how old the children are that are already in the home. Another really important thing, which is why it's important for us to know about, is the birth order of you and your husband. The parents who are in this, the relationship that, that you have between the two of you, how critical are you? And then if you've blended families, if you've got death, if you've got divorce, if you've are putting two families together. And then what if you have an extenuating circumstance such as a special needs child or a child who has a medical issue? All of those things come in and they play with the primary definitions of birth order, but it is fascinating. It sure helps us as a mom to know that if you have two super achievers, a firstborn girl and a firstborn boy who's, who's acting as a functional firstborn and they're super achievers, and then you have child number three, the third child, 
you know, can look at those first two and go, what's the point? I'm not even going to try. And so his performance in school may be less than stellar because he's just given up. Or perhaps he is the one that decides that he's going to be the super athlete. So you'll find these dynamics coming into play within your family. And the more you know, the more you know. Now, a few other variables that I've touched on, but I haven't really gone into is adoption. And where does a child fit in that you might would be adopting? Another is multiple births. Two, three kids that are bringing in and how that works. Then the a sad one is deaths like I already touched on. How does that work? How does that, how's that grief handled? How's it processed? So that is all just pieces and parts of this whole, whole story that we're looking at. But what it does, when you put it together and you start to understand it, particularly when you're parenting with a your spouse, who may be very different from you. When you understand where did they come from in their birth order and how does that hook up with where you are, it helps you with communication in how you communicate and what you communicate. If you've married a firstborn, you're probably butting heads a lot. That's not the, the best match made in heaven. A firstborn is usually pretty good with a thirdborn or a baby. But those dynamics, that's a whole different conversation, a whole different podcast. The premise that I want you to understand is this is a cool little look in to your family, to the family dynamics, and to the personalities of your kids. If you understand it, it can help you grow as a person and as a parent. It can help you grow in your marriage and work on those problems and the things that drive you crazy about the other person when you simply understand, oh, they're this position in the family. That's why they act like this. We need to have a conversation because this is not going to continue. So you can have conversations. You can fix the problems when they're small. And you can even tackle those great big things that have grown up and blown up when you can come at it from a different framework, when you understand how that person is wired. And then this, of course, translates to your kids with you helping them with choosing a career, with the discipline that you employ as they're growing up, with their schooling, with doing homework, with finding their friends, with finding a group where they fit, finding a sport that matches the personality and the type child that they are. So those are all the things that this has an impact, a much bigger impact than just, oh, it's good to know that I act like this because I'm a firstborn. It has a great impact on the way that we deal with others and that improves our relationships. And when we can improve our relationships and our communication, then that improves our reach, our parenting, and our ability to share who the Lord is with the world. And that is why we're here, is sharing our love and our light with others. So you guys, until next time, go be a blessing to others and check out the Kevin Lehman books. I think you'll be blessed by that. And you know what? When you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Until next time, take care. Hey guys, real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care. Take care.